All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Niners win last night over the Rams 24-9. Have we had a, a wellness check on our man David Goodspeed? He was tweeting through it last night. You see that? Um, Bobby Evans played a lot last night for the Rams. And obviously, I'm kind of partial to Bobby. I don't know how well he played, though. <laughs> I just it seemed like the Rams were having a rough night on their offensive line. They had him playing – they had him playing left guard, and I felt like before every play, he was turning around to check something, and it just it seemed odd to me that it seemed odd to me that he was constantly having to turn around and 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 check on it. Right? It's like why is the guard turning around? Is that seven straight that San Fran has won over? Yeah, them in the they dominate season? the Rams. They dominate the Rams. I mean, obviously they lost when it counted in the playoffs last year, but, man, that's still pretty impressive the way they beat those guys. Yeah. Yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. They've got their number. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know who's good in the NFC. I have no idea. It's wild. And, meanwhile, if you're San Francisco, I think you got to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he – he might be there for a, for a while. I mean, I, you know, it's not always greener on the other side. There's not always a Patrick Mahomes right. that's sitting behind Alex Smith. Right. The draft pick's not always a generational talent that you drafted. Sometimes it's okay to ride with Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo for a little bit. There's not always Patrick Mahomes waiting behind door number two or yeah. Phillip Rivers. I mean, I, I know that. I know that we fall into this – you know, bright and shiny thing, but it just doesn't always work like that. Mm. So I want to do a study where, you know, so because we we always just look at the times that it worked, right? Well, Andy Reid went to Mahomes and look where they are now. Um, Who's others, I guess, that you could throw out there? Uh, well, Pat, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron I would Rogers. say Green Bay. But again, Aaron sat for four years yeah, before they, they moved on from far, right? Correct. They didn't try and do this thing streamlined like Mahomes or Lance. But nobody ever talks about that, you know, Matt Leinert was so bad that they eventually had to go back to Kurt Warner or that when Tennessee tried to do it with Marcus Mariota, they eventually had to go out and get Ryan Tannehill to save sure. the day. I'm curious to study how many – because we only remember the times that it works – but I wonder how many times more often than not that it doesn't, right? Whenever it comes to whenever it comes to trying to get that younger guy in. There. Or collectively the media and I toss myself into this group as well, but you talk about with Trey Lance, oh well they're hoping he's Patrick Mahomes. Well, you're also hoping that he's not, again, some of those names that you mentioned. You hope that it doesn't work out like Matt Leonard or this guy or that guy. And that option it seems rarely gets explored. Yeah. That well, it could not work. Could not work. Did, did Loretta Lynn pass away? I I don't know. I mean, I would assume that's the case via the text line. I would. I, I know this is going to sound terrible, but I would probably have had Loretta Lynn in that group of people that I thought had already passed away. She would have. She would have fallen. Yeah, Loretta Lynn, country singer of love and hardship. Dies at 90. Coal miner's daughter. There you go. Rest of the show. All Loretta Lynn. Country music star and symbol of rural resilience. 
passes away at 90. New York Times. Do you think that they'll put that on my – Um, oh, gosh. What's it called? What do they write in the paper? On my in memoriam? On my – I almost said classified ad. Your eulogy. <laughs> my eulogy. Um, you think they'll put that in there, my death announcement, rural – what was it? Scroll over again. R- rural resilience. Rural Symbol resilience. Symbol of rural resilience. That's a, boy, they, tongue twister. That's a good one. All right. Um. Anyway, RIP Loretta Lynn. Yeah, that, that's your, that's your Tuesday motivation today to, I don't know, be a better person than you've been so far in your life. Mm. I, I don't know what my eulogy will be saying. Probably nothing, <laughs> nothing quite that uh, exciting. Not that creative. All right. Um. Jeff Levy. A lot of questions from his pod yesterday. Oh, uh, my, my frustration. I'm taking out a little anger on some of you people coming up in 30 minutes from now, okay? Just just on used people. Used people. Striking you down from atop the mountain here. I'm clenching my fist, and I'm saying you – Oh, my obituary. Thank you from the 918. That's yes. close. Eulogy, obituary. Eulogy is when somebody speaks at your funeral. Is, That's right. Is that right? That's right. I've already written what I need you to say at my funeral, Josh. It's very simple. You ready? We welcome you all to, to today to honor the memory of Chris Plank. All that he asks is that you do not reply <laughs> to Colin Coward. To Colin Coward when he says something stupid about Oklahoma. Just once in place. Just honor. once. Thank you and God bless. Uh Levy was asked about concussion protocol and kind of the process and what goes through whenever a decision is being made as to whether or not Dylan Gabriel would be able to go on Saturday. And I thought he handled it. He sounds like a head coach when he talks to me. Everybody here understands that there's protocol for a reason and making sure that we're putting guys in the best position to, one, be healthy, and two, you know, give them, uh, man, the resources they need to have a chance to be healthy. And so that's, uh, that's something that is constantly being talked about as a staff, and, and our people are doing that right now. There you go. There you go. As they should. You know, ultimately, ultimately, football is just that. I mean, it's a game, right? I, no, nobody wants to sacrifice the health of these players for a, a Red River showdown. Yeah. Right? I mean, if Dylan Gabriel can go, great. If concussion protocol says he can't, then he can't go this week. And that's, I mean, that's where we're at, and that's the way it should be. Um, all right, so Lebs was asked about – Dylan Gabriel and kind of the prognosis and I don't I don't know dude it, I'm reading way too much into this okay I want to I want to play it for you and I'm reading way too much into it because that's pretty much what I do in situations like this um don't don't have uh, anything new on uh, on Dylan coach obviously address it tomorrow at his presser and then um, you know, with Davis moving forward, it's our job to put guys in positions of success regardless of who's out there. We've talked a bunch about that as a unit and as a staff. Uh, regardless of who's playing, man, our expectation is to play well and, and, uh, and play cleaner and play better. Okay. Now, I hear that, and my antennas pop up, and I'm like, whoa. The, the coach is going to give us an update on that? That seems... Like he might not play. Right. Yeah. But then I also I also stop and I'm like, well, chill out for just a second, dude. He's the offensive coordinator and and every single time 
that there's an injury situation, usually, historically, you defer to the coach. Hey, listen, Coach Venables will update you guys on that. Um, I don't. I don't have an update right now because your hope is that he's like, oh, yeah, he's working through it. You know, he seems better. Kind of what Coach Venable said during his TV coaches show. In fact, there was there was an update on Damon Harmon last night, but Coach gave it on his coaches show, and I'm not allowed to play it. So you guys can go to the podcast at Soonersports.com. I even clipped it out, but we're not allowed to play it. Sorry. What, what was the update? That things are incredibly positive for Damon Harmon. Good. Um, and incredibly positive for Dylan Gabriel. Good. I don't. Good, I don't good. know if that means that Dylan's going to play this weekend, but uh, we learned that Harmon had had some back injuries in the past. And like I said, when we first reported, my hope was ah, he, you know, he had a thumb that he'd been messing with all game long. And they taped up a few times, but yeah, it's um, it's it's tough. It's tough whenever you're dealing with a situation. Uh, like that, and you don't see a guy's legs legs move. Suddenly, you're like, okay, this is this is not my man. Just just hit his thumb a little bit weird, and is trying to work through it. All right, no, that's that's frightening. Yeah, um, I I don't know. We're gonna find out, I guess, in about an hour from Brent Venables. But my initial reaction with Jeff Levy is that's not him telling us that Dylan Gabriel isn't playing this week. That's just him saying, hey, look, those kind of updates are gonna be coming from the head coach. And if it's Davis Bevel, then I need to do a better job getting him ready to play. That that's my initial read on it. Could be dead wrong. Oh. I, un, I I I, I understand why. Kind of, you know, it does raise the antennas a little bit. <laughs> but we're we're gonna find out, right? In an hour. I like this. I like this. I like overanalyzing sound bites when we're not being a hole because we're not being a holes about it. It's just hey, here's what here's what happens in my mind whenever I hear that. Uh, what I heard was with regardless of who plays is that Bevel may not or isn't going to be the guy starting at Texas, but I read into it a lot as well. Again, yeah. I I, I think – can I just be very clear here? This is, this is Chris Plank, okay? This isn't an official report. This is Chris Plank who co-hosts the show with Josh Helmer every single day. This isn't me and my role as a sideline reporter. This is my assumption based on the facts that are laid in front of me. When he says regardless of who plays, he means Davis Bevel or Dylan Gabriel. Michael Bowen's not walking through that door. (laughs) Nick Evers isn't walking through that door. General Booty isn't walking through that door. It wouldn't wouldn't seem. No. That's, That's my opinion. And Jim in Arlington, who's always on it, Keep Texas guessing who will be the quarterback. Yeah, I definitely think there's some of that there. Give me booty or give me death. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abe Lincoln did not say that, just FYI. No, no, no. I, I Listen, we're, we're not allowed to play the cuts from the coaches show and Learfield stuff because we don't have the rights to it. The affiliate does. And that's their – I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just I like playing them. If you have the rights to them, play them. You know, when, do it. You guys do it. It's great. It's great content. The people that work for Sooner Sports Properties are amazing. I know them personally. <laughs> Use that audio if we can. All right, um, more. Now, speaking of Davis Bevel, what do we truly know about Davis Bevel and the kind of quarterback that he can be? Well, 
um, so far on a small sample size, y'all are a little bit concerned, and I understand. Davis, the thing is, uh, more than anything, is just having experience, man. Being able to pull from some of the things that he's gone through uh, that's gotten him to this point, you know, playing in some big games prior to this. And uh, with General, he's, again, he's done a good job. Um, obviously, both those guys getting here at the same time, has, it's been a crash course for, for them from a football standpoint and just knowledge and understanding what we're trying to get done. And then Nick's done a good job, too. He's, uh, oh. he's a guy that's gotten better every single week and, uh, and, and proud of his development as well. So we'll operate as, as we need to. There you go. There. And I'm assuming he was asked about let's, – Let's listen to the question. Let's listen to the question, so that way I don't take this out of context. When we look at the quarterback room, Jeff, I wanted to ask you about Davis. And we look at also we see General, too. What is the difference to those two quarterbacks? What do you see both quarterbacks doing well, and what's the separation between the two? Okay, so it was not asked about him. Not asked about him. I think Davis, the thing is, uh, more than anything, is just having experience, man. Being able to pull from some of the things that he's gone through uh, that's gotten him to this point, you know, playing in some big games prior to this. And uh, with general, he's, again, he's done a good job. Um, obviously, both those guys getting here at the same time, has, it's been a crash course for, for them from a football standpoint and just knowledge and understanding what we're trying to get done. And then Nick's done a good job, too. He's, uh, he's a guy that's gotten better every single week and, uh, and, and proud of his development as well. So we'll operate as, as we need to. Interesting, and I wonder if I wonder if Jeff just kind of didn't realize that he didn't ask about Nick Evers. Well, he said the quarterback room, so maybe maybe that was it. Nick right? Evers front of the mind, though. That's interesting. Where's my guy from the nine one eight that reads into sound bites like I do? Help me out, bro. What do we read into that? <laughs> I think we read into that. That <laughs> well, how about this? How about this theory? If it's determined that it's a long-term thing with Dylan Gabriel, what if what if there and, and concussions are – I'm not telling you guys anything you don't need. It's a plank show right here on The Rep. We're going through the Jeff Levy presser. But um, maybe, maybe in some concussions it's a quicker reaction than others. Maybe in some it takes longer. But if we find out this is going to be a longer spell – then maybe you do just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and say, you know, we all feel good about Jackson Arnold coming in next year, but Nick is a guy that came to Oklahoma as soon as Jeff Lebby got here. Nick Evers wouldn't have been coming to Oklahoma if Jeff Lebby wasn't the offensive coordinator. I assume, right? I assume. The recruiting guys could, could correct me if I'm wrong. But maybe if it's long-term, they say, Let's go. Let's give him a shot. Who knows? Well, I don't think Oklahoma's winning the game with either Davis Bevel <laughs> or General Booty. I think there's a chance they could win the game with Nick Evers. Now, this is sight unseen, too, for you on Nick Evers. That correct. Must... <laughs> that's correct. It's sight, sight unseen on General Booty, pretty much. <laughs> that's too. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of Bevel, one more thing, then we'll get a break, and we'll get the rest of uh, some of the highlights from what Coach – Levy had to say about Saturday and kind of where they are with what they saw from Nick. Look what you've got me doing now from Davis Bevel on Saturday whenever he got the opportunity to get in. 
it's a it's a fine line, but there's things that we feel really comfortable about all those guys doing. And again, it's man, that's that's our job. That's my job. Put those guys in positions of success and give them give them the opportunity to go make some layups and uh, create some success for themselves and and the unit. There you go. Um, I right, when we come back. A little bit more from Levy, but I wanna I wanna update something from yesterday's show, Josh. If you were with us from the top, I gave the unaffiliated with anything official Chris Plank injury update list, right? Our injury list. I want to update moving two guys from out to probable. Oh, oh, we'll do it next right here on the ref. All right, so three things to accomplish this segment. You ready? Update my injury list for y'all, all all y'all. Get True Sooners calling here and hear Jeff Lebby answer the question about the struggles Dylan Gabriel has had with his accuracy. Three things to accomplish this segment, Josh. And And to throw these headphones, which are brand new but somehow have a short in them, all the way across the room. Seems reasonable. I feel like I feel like I got a little Ted anger brewing on that one. It's like there's nothing worse than a short in a head. Well, I mean, there's worse things, but for me personally, right now, there's nothing worse than a short in a headphone. It is obnoxious. So, which way would you like to go first? Injury update, true sooner or Lebby in- on- injury update okay. because you mentioned it first. So on Monday's show, we mentioned four, six, seven, eight, nine, the the ten kind of major injuries that came out of Saturday. And let me I'm double check what I'd sent or what um Shep had sent me too. But Billy Bowman, Wanye Morris, Eric Gray, Damon Harmon. Who am I leaving? Oh, uh Theo Weiss, Nick Anderson, um and then you have guys like Kenai Walker, Andrew Rame, Anton Harrison, and Jaden Davis, who all were hurt or looked at, but then came back in the game. So yesterday, just to kind of catch everyone up, I'd put Rame, Harrison, Mims, and Theo all as probable. And again, this is just my opinion, nothing official by any stretch of the imagination. Put Gabriel and Marcus Major as questionable. And I'd put Bowman, Morris, Eric Gray, and Damon Harmon as out. I would probably shift Major, Eric Gray, and Wanye Morris to probable. Because, and I again, after talking to Bill Beatonbow on the coach's corner, he said his expectation would be to have everyone. And I'm not just taking it from that, but... I saw Wanye Morris walking yesterday, and he didn't have his his shoulder harness on. And learning that it had been something that he had been struggling with and dealing with. So that made me feel a little bit better about Wanye. Um, Eric Gray, to me, it looked like he had passed all of the stability tests. And by the time that he was feeling pretty good in the fourth quarter, it was – beyond competitive. So why risk putting the number one guy on your depth chart back out there in a game that had been decided? Decided. Yeah. I mean, 
and it wound up being a productive day for Javante Barnes. Sure, absolutely. It, Big well, confidence builder for him. Right. We, we said if there's one positive that you could take from that game, Javante Barnes, his performance might be the one positive. And, and with Major, I just I kind of feel like there's a process for him that maybe you know, he's working through it and he had the week to get it right and maybe he'll be ready to go because I think he's got a chance to have a big day on Saturday. So don't know if that – I don't know if anything makes anyone feel better until this team gets back on the field Saturday. But just in my kind of mind and, and trying to connect dots, that's how I would feel about Saturday. Don't think we'll see Billy Bowman for a couple of weeks. Um, doubt we'll see Damon Harmon for a couple of weeks. And, I again, we'll learn a little bit more, I think, about Dylan Gabriel throughout the week. But I don't think we're going to get an answer. Yeah, and by the way, Jim in Arlington brings up a great point. Uh, Eric Gray spoke last night to the media, and he's practicing. So that's a great sign in everything that goes into it. And that's not the – that kind of helps me feel a little bit better about this. <laughs> but, yeah, just kind of my thought. Three guys that I had either questionable or out that I now look at and think, I can't think they got a chance to play Speaking Saturday. of – you know, overanalyzing things. How do we break down the illegal practice film that was a shot of Dylan Gabriel? Where did that come from? I don't know. Some student, I think, got up there and shot that video. And and we say thank you for your reporting. Right, but I mean, okay, just let's let's everyone's going to go applaud the great work on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's an annual tradition, unlike it is. Yeah, other. exactly. We get one, and then then it gets squashed. It, we'll have the security guards will be up there tomorrow. Then at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter, promised both of those guys jobs. Did he hire him? <laughs> you know did you that hire he him? did. These guys could come work for me anytime. A year later, it's like, hey, listen, we need a job. You said we could come work for you. It's like, oh, what's your social media following again? Sorry, we only we only hire people that have 10k or higher. Yeah. All right, um, let's get true sooner in here. Then we'll hear a really good Barry Trammell question about accuracy for Dylan Gabriel. Uh, true, what's going on, man? How are you? You know what's going to happen? Those, those guys are going to go to school one day, and that balcony is going to be removed. Yeah, it's going to be just uh, gone. It's just going to be gone. It just happened overnight. We don't know what happened to it. Structural damage, something. We just, <laughs> we just had to, it, it had to just, get it out of there. Gone. Yeah. So, okay, so these last two weeks have been – They've been really hard as an OU fan. Right? Sure. I mean, we're not we're not used to going through, you know, everything, and then the cherry on top, you get your quarterback knocked out, and I mean, just the whole the whole thing has just been just a hard. I mean, if you had told me at six thirty last see Kansas State night when we were cheering on Texas Tech down there in the bottom of the stadium to to beat Texas that we were going to go through what we were getting ready to go through in the next 11 days. I mean, the odds of that would have been just, you know, unbelievable. But, but I had, I had to have some positivity last night. I just, it just feels like we've had nothing but just total, you know, negativity for, for two weeks. So I went and checked out the softball team. Oh, there you go. And man, if you want some positivity, now I know they were playing Seminole State. I know that they're, you know, they, the, you know, the comp man, man, they, I mean, Jordy Ball, she, she's a hundred percent, isn't she? Yeah, but I mean, she's I had. Mean, I don't think she she didn't have a procedure or anything this off season. So no, yeah, right. she's ready to roll. She's healed. She looks more muscular and she looks more athletic than 
three months ago. I don't know if that's possible, but I mean, the way she was, and then I, I was impressed with the other pitcher, uh, this Straco. Yeah, Alex Straco. I haven't even had a chance to see Straco throw yet. Man, I mean, it's like rolling a ball on a table and watching the ball just drop off the side of the table. I mean, she's got some wicked pitches, man. Wow. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and then I got to see a little bit of Kirsten Deal, you know, and uh, got to see her a little bit. And but, but 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 it's just I just needed some positivity, you know. I just needed something. I hadn't planned on going down there, and I just decided, you know, I just man, it's been so negative. And what can get me up faster than you know this softball team that's incredible? And they look. I mean, it's going to be. A, and I know this isn't the subject of the day. I know everybody wants to talk about football, but sure. I just had to get down there. But I mean, it's going to be a. It's going to be an upset if they don't. I mean, they, the odds of them winning it have got to be greater than last year, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, this is. I mean, they, this is they a were team last year, right? And you know, obviously, you lose Jocelyn Allo and you lose Neeners and you lose some some key players, but you know, you replaced them with uh, all Americans in the transfer portal and. You you bring in the best pitcher in the country, recruiting wise, and Kirsten Deal. Yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna have high expectations, man. They're not going anywhere. And well, you know, Patty's got a challenge. I think you saw last night. I don't know. I didn't look at the final stats, but you know, some of those players that were freshmen last year, they've they've made the kind of improvements you want to see in players from year one to year two. And the Quincy Lilios and the Hannah Cores. I mean, they're gonna push for playing time, and it's gonna be. It's going to be a challenge to make sure that you keep everyone happy and engaged because there are some really good ball players that you know are going to have to sit and wait their time. Maybe even players that played a lot last year. Well, there's a freshman, and I haven't done my homework. I should have done my homework before I got on here. But there's a freshman that they got that's just a little bitty skinny thing. I mean, she's. I bet she doesn't weigh a hundred and seriously a hundred and ten pounds. But she, they put her on uh, for for pinch running at first base, and that girl can fly. I mean, and I'm sorry I don't remember her name, but she's a freshman, a little bitty tiny thing. But anyway. Avery uh, Hodge that, probably, right? That's, that yeah. may be it. Yeah. Just because, there's no reason why I mentioned that is because the rest of them are all pretty well mus- muscled. You know? <laughs> and then they got this little bitty uh, this little bitty thing, you know, and I thought, what did they do? And put? And I, I mean, she she circled those bases in about three seconds flat. So I thought, okay, so she, she's a runner. That's what she – but it's just – it's amazing, man. I mean, what they're doing – I mean, on a, it's just amazing. And then with the with the stadium coming and all that, it's you know, it's just I've never seen anything like it. It's all it's, it's, a, it's, it's a awesome. lot of fun. Yeah. To, it's a Appreciate lot of fun to be involved in. We'll see you, man. Talk to you, man. Yeah, it's um, it's ridiculous expectations, right? I mean, people are talking about things like undefeated seasons, and that just doesn't happen in this sport. Uh. Deb and Dan watched softball last night off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Pitching looks spot on. A lot of young players looking good. Hard to think we could be better. Gasso has the machine well oiled. Did I tell you, Patty, Gasso got me a gift? No kidding. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I I think I'm going to wear it on Wednesday. Now, I don't know if we're actually on camera or not, but she bought me a T-shirt that says Vin on it. And it's a blue Dodgers T-shirt with a white on it. Uh, Poppy actually hand-delivered it to my house. That's pretty cool. And he got to see my mess of an office, so I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> it's a disaster. 
But well, I just it's like literally things are just thrown around out there. It's a converted garage, okay? But yeah, no, it's pretty um it's pretty nice. I'm excited to go see him on Wednesday night. I really am. Do you want to get the third leg of our triple crown for this segment? Please. We updated the injuries, in my opinion. We heard from True Barry Sw- Barry Switzer. Barry Trammell asked Jeff Levy about accuracy issues for eight and what he's seen from Dylan Gabriel and how to improve some of those early struggles uh, if and when we see Dylan Gabriel again this season. You know, there, there's a couple things that uh, I'm going to continue to talk about and clean up. Um, he's, you know, probably what I respect about him as much as anything is the fact that he's harder on himself than anybody ever could be. And so he feels that, sees that, knows that. He's also got to do a good job of being able to cut loose and go play free and fast and not overthink it at the same time, you know, create some confidence early on and not not let one turn into two. But he's a guy that's going to shake back and, and be ready to play his butt off. Go. Did anyone go as far as saying, what about what Robert Griffin III said about his wide base? Is his base too wide? When I was a quarterback, my base was too wide. Coach, the Heisman Trophy winner, Robert Griffin III, was breaking down DG. By the way, again, good relationship there. RG3 and Lebby are tight. I told you RG, uh, uh, he was waiting after the game down there in the, the tunnel for us, or for, for a coach. But obviously they had a few things they were working through. So, And I'm sure there are some fundamental things that sure. he needs to Every quarterback up. needs to, outside of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, the fundamentals don't really apply to him. So, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to just watch the red zone on Friday, but I did want to add, or excuse me, Sunday, but I did want to add, it's like, I'm not even excited about Monday night's game. <laughs> I've seen this play before. I know what's going to happen. One and four, here we come. But I hope that maybe at least they can make it competitive. They played, uh, not last year, the year before, they played two competitive games. Yep. Of course, it took nobody being in Arrowhead Stadium for them to actually win there. <laughs> was, it, was it limited? Oh, it's limited capacity. That's right. John Gruden's still doing laps around the stadium. Oh, that's right. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe doesn't help last year whenever he's like, let's go stomp on the logo. Stupid bus driver. I think it'll be a good secrets. game. Um, I hope so. Gosh, I do not need... I do not need preseason NBA highlights and your think pieces about the NBA preseason. Stop it. All right, we accomplished our goals for this segment. Let's take a break. Let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and we owe you Ted Roof. Plus, I mentioned something really triggered me, right? I've Through this show and you, all your great tweets, I've calmed down just a bit. But, but I will say I still have a question for you involving some fan fiction next on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Top five stories today coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> Brent from Jinx writes, does OU have a QB coach? If so, who? If not, why? Yeah, Brent, the, Jeff Levy's the quarterback coach for Oklahoma. Quarterback's offensive coordinator. So that's kind of it's kind of weird. So it's always been for the Sooners, it seems. Feel like their quarterback coach has been their offensive coordinator for like ever. I think that's most places. Right. That's kind of how it's done anymore. Here's one from the 405. Josh, this one I think is aimed at you. Everyone's, everyone wants to say how bad OU's backup quarterback is, but we don't know because he hasn't had a chance to show what he can do. 
Let him take a reasonable reasonable amount of snaps in practice and game plan before you judge. Even a pinch hitter gets to take batting practice before games. Well, I mean, in fairness, he did throw before games. So there's that, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I, I think kind of Davis Bevel and General Booty, they are what they are. I mean, Ralph Ruckler and Mike, Mike Parsons haven't, haven't even been traveling. They've been traveling three quarterbacks. Um, wait, hold on. Micah Bowens. Did I say Mike? Well, who did I say? Micah Parsons. Did I? <laughs> uh, It'd be there, fun to watch you play quarterback. There was, a court, there was a commercial, and this is why. There was a commercial up on one of our monitors in which someone had a cat, and the cat's name was Micah Parsons, and I think that got, <laughs> that got stuck in my mind. But, yeah, I, I'll – I'll agree with you. We'll see. Doug writes, and here's the other side of it. Davis Bevel played one big game prior to coming to OU. He was third string at Pitt. Pickett opted out of the bowl game, and the second string got hurt. Davis did have a bowl game, but that's his only prior experience. But, in fairness, that's pretty significant experience. I mean, he played in the Orange Bowl. Right, he played in a major bowl game, and he was able to. If I understand, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, but he was able to prepare as the starter. Uh, two more here. Could it be that our defense has stunk for years, but we always have had an offense to bail us out? Don't have that luxury this year. Again, I. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. There's a lot to that, but I I also would say that. The plays are there for this offense to bail you out too. That's the thing that's, you know, there's you go back and there's three or four missed moments early on in that game that, and it also doesn't help when you turn the ball over right away. There's some missed moments early that made all the difference in the world. First play, Mims fumbles. Yeah, the the whole thing was just start to finish a disaster for Oklahoma. The Bevel thing. I'll give a little bit of credence to the idea that, okay, how much better can it get with a full week of practice sure. as the number one guy? I mean, that's there's always something to that. But generally speaking, I think it's a little bit alarming, some of the play calls that they had with Bevel out there. Like they didn't really have a lot of confidence in him throwing it down the field, or they didn't want to. Let's go to the phones. 405-329-9000. I mentioned anytime Bob from Cement calls, I give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not going to put – either A or FCC license or B, my career in peril. So to the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, what's going on, BFC? How are you? I'm the only guy that on Sirius FM or XM, when I call you worldwide, they have the dump button ready. When I can (laughs) curse on there if I want to, and I never curse on the radio. So, hey, uh, my man, True Sooner, and I are the only people that still believe in sports call radio and not sports text radio. That's, so that's right. great. And we, we do it with you, the national radio host here. Hey, uh, let's be positive about my man, Brent, because a couple of things that I've thought about, and I've talked to Ms. Lamette about this, do you know, people don't realize this, that the number of armed robberies and drug deals have decreased 100%. Since Brent came in, think about that, sports fans. Pretty good, right? Oh, I get your. Oh gosh, BFC, come on! It is. It is. Hey, they've decreased a hundred percent over last year, man. This is terrific. I mean, it's it's fabulous. Hey, how much do you think that OU misses Kale Gundy? The things he brought, his experience. 
You know, there is one thing that Brent Venables did say very early on when they made that move. We're not a better team without Kel Gundy, right? He made that that point very clear. So I'm sure through adverse times you you need all hands on deck. And, yeah, I think it sucks not having him around. You're right. It's a good point. So one one critical thing I'll say is with the exception of Levy, we didn't know or we'd never heard, the, most people had never heard about any of these assistant coaches he brought in. I mean, this roof defensive coordinator guy, he'd really never, he's, you know, he's in his, what, 50s, early 60s. He's never really won or been in a big-time program in his life, correct? Who? Todd? Uh, Todd or you're not talking he about was, He was the D.C. when Auburn won oh, the Oh, Ted Roof. Ted Roof. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about some of the okay. other corners. Yeah, Ted Roof's had some success. He struggled as a head coach, but he's had success as a D.C. BFC. So we've got other – these other guys are really young. I don't – I hope it pans out that these assistant coaches are going to stay, you know, stay here a while. They're going to be sort of like Bob Stoops' young staff when, when he brought in these young guys. But looking at where we, where we are now, I, I hope that that doesn't turn out to be wrong, that Brent ended up making some mistakes in his first, uh, his first head job with, with, with uh, young, inexperienced uh, assistants. What do you think? Ooh, BFC, good phone call. Appreciate it. Look at that. Thank you. He actually asked a good sports talk question in there, too. Okay, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, yeah, they, dump, get, go, quick. He made a good sport. Let's just run. He didn't drop his time for me to fly. No, right? don't give him the chance. You never know what might happen there. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think it's a fair question, and we're going to find out as the year goes on, right? If I, I love what – a bunch of these guys are doing recruiting wise, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking kind of probably most right now about Miguel Chavis to where it was great early from this defensive line. And all of a sudden you've got a bunch of guys that are missing in action. So he, he's got to get those guys to perform the, the defensive backfield. Right. I, I liked the additions of both Valai and Brandon Hall, and I'm not going to turn and run away from the idea that both of those guys can be really, really good hires before it's all said and done. But Let's just call it what it is. The secondary looked like it was improved, and right now, doesn't look like it's improved anymore. Um, I think that was a good sports call. I don't think he got us in trouble. But can I just – I'm sorry. Every now and then I'll see something on the text line, and it's like a shiny, shiny light, and I just got to respond to it. Lone Scout writes, Micah Bowens has had the most experience to running a team when he was in charge at Penn State. Bro, Micah Bowens didn't step on the field at Penn State. He, he, he redshirted and then transferred here. So, I, I, I don't – It's like the person that was trying to correct us that Jameis Winston uh, wasn't ever coached by Jimbo Fisher. No, it was uh, – you're thinking of Johnny Manziel. Do we need to have a sports class before every single program? All right, Bill, put a wrap on this hour for us. What's going on, Bill? How are you? Yeah, the bandwagon riders need to get off Brent's back and support him. Brent's the man for this program. You're going to have to give him time to get some of his own players in here. What, how long is that time, in your opinion, Bill? I'm just curious. You're, you're, you're overly positive. I like this, Bill. How long is that time, you think? I think you have to give him two or three years. He's playing with a lot of Riley's players. He's bringing in his own system. I think you're... Like, you want to say, well, the players aren't improved. Woody Washington, I'm not on the kid. Go ahead. The first thing you're taught in the secondary in high school is turn your head and find the football. He's played a lot of football. 
How is it that he doesn't he tackles the guy instead of turning his head and trying to find the football? I don't think you can put that on coaching. That's on the player. That is exactly what Brent Venable said, Bill, and I appreciate your phone call. He said, I think the term was, you know, trusting what you've been taught. And, you know, in watching some of those plays at the corner position on Saturday, we can't even sit here and fight about whether or not we're in a battle with a bad call or not. <laughs> we can't tell. Oh, no, I mean, it was clear pass interference. But they're not they're not trusting what they've been coached in those moments. So good point. Quick break. Wrapping up hour two next, right here on the Plank Show. All right, we got a minute. Top five stories of the day coming up. Have we confirmed where we are Friday? Are we at Windstar on Friday? Looks like you will be. Oh, let's go. That's nice. I need somewhere a little closer to Dallas then and help me out quite a bit. But I did have fun in Davis last week. It was cool to see so many people stop by. Um, they sent out a note. We were talking about the trip down I-35. I think I saw this on Bob Prisbillo's Twitter feed, maybe. But that they're opening up both lanes. Yeah, here it is. The I-35 Southern Corridor will be open to two lanes in each direction from Oklahoma City to the Texas state line from Friday to Sunday. Lanes of I-35 may be shifted and speed limits will be reduced in work zone areas. So that's good, right? Because it's down to one lane in each direction and it stunk. It stinks! But this is a good sign for those of you making the road trip on Friday or even early Saturday morning. Okay, quick break. With the top five stories today, brought to you by Newcastle Casino next.